Hello, you beautiful creatives out there in the universe. This is Anona Cosmac, your host here at Art Fueled Talks. Now, this is a space created for supporting all manners of creative artists out there, visual, music, um, dancers, anyone who has a creative spirit within them. I want you to feel like you have a friend here. So thank you for so much for joining and I hope you guys will enjoy this episode. Hello, hello. Hello. Welcome back. Um, And welcome to everyone who's listening. Today we have another episode with our lovely Sarah. Um, who was on our last episode. If you don't remember Sarah, she's an amazing crafter and creative design person, uh, currently a manager at Chapters and volunteers in the theater and uh, set design community. And just a heads up for you folks listening, we're kind of heading into a bit of heavier territory um so we're going to be talking a little bit about SA in um for those of you who don't know it's SA is sexual assault so I'll just call it that way um kind of within the theater community because about a year ago in Ottawa maybe a little less than a year I'm not too sure there was definitely a big kind of reveal um that this was uh a problem within the community that had been kind of left unchecked. Um, so I wanted to get Sarah's perspective on this um, as someone, because I know we are team feminism, quite sure. Hell yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, I, I'm pretty sure we're on that team together. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Um, yeah, so I want to get your perspective because I know like you are such an empathetic human being and we, you know, have a lot of the similar values and like, we, you know, we are feminist, but we're also very supportive of the LGBTQ community and members of it, like our, myself and like, you know, it's just one of these things where we have these values, but we're stepping into this space that there's like this kind of a pushback. So I wanted your perspective on like, you don't necessarily have to talk about your personal experience. I would never ask that of you. Um, but maybe just what does it feel like? Have you gotten those vibes? Have you had to have those conversations? And maybe what is it kind of like actually in the communities? And what do you think we can do better? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there's this stereotype, or maybe not stereotype, like that the theater community is just super open and super accepting. You know, everyone in the theater community is gay or, you know, just that idea of like a very accepting and open community. And I think for the most part, that is true. Like a lot of people are more open and more accepting and more small L liberal. But at the same time, depending on what you're doing, there is a certain amounts of like, for me, often, depending on if I was helping with lighting or with sound, I was often the only woman in the room. Um, And so that kind of, luckily, from my peers, there wasn't any comments, but from some of the artists that would come into the theater, like I got asked once like, Oh, are you somebody's girlfriend? 
I was like, no. And they're like, oh, you're just here to help? I'm like, yeah, I'm here because I want to be here. I'm not here because I'm someone's girlfriend or partner. Like, I'm here because I want to be here and I like doing what I'm doing. And so this, that kind of casual sexism because I, I am the only woman in like a male dominated space. Mm, wow. And you're saying it's mostly in kind of the more technology based side where this comes out. Yeah, exactly. Because like in set painting, most of the time it's mostly women or, you know, there's certain fields like uh, costumes is mostly women as well. But when you get into the more technical, the sound, the lighting, um, that sort of stuff, that's when it tends to be mostly male dominated. Mm, yeah, that's, that's definitely, um, you know, part of the whole kind of more women in STEM movement as well, because I think, you know, part of the indoctrination uh, is that, you know, women can do technology and don't know how to plug in an HDMI. <laughs> or even, um, even just those stuff with like, yeah, there's a certain amount of like physical labor, but it's like, you can do it too. Or I ask for help. I always ask for help. Dollies exist. Like, right. Exactly. Dollies exist. Help exists. I'm not going to be stupid and be like, oh, I'm going to try and lift this. No, I'll ask for help if I need help. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, mm. but yeah, this, this idea, I, I honestly like I remember that instant of like when we were taking a break once and just looking around the table and I was like wow wait I am the only woman like why <laughs> like I want more women to do this yeah and so see this is the interesting part of the conversation and this is a part of the conversation that I have a lot and um kind of when you're sort of educating the other half of the world where it's like why does representation matter? Like, is it, is it like, you know, the people who kind of shit on the little L liberals that are like, you're just sensitive. Nah, 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 nah. And I'm like, yeah, but it's a, it is a weird feeling to sit there and be like, I am like the other right now. And it is not that like, it feels uncomfortable being there or you feel unsafe, but it's just like, why is this? This is weird. You know, we need to feel like kind of question that as the norm. And honestly, it goes the other way. Like we should question why there aren't more um, like men set painters and costume designers, the same kind of idea. Like it does go both ways in that sense. Um, but I feel like, you know, if a man steps into the costuming kind of world, I don't think they'll be met with the same kind of ridicule. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But I don't know. I no, I, I think you're right. It could because it's like, oh, you know, they've seen Project Runway or so. You know what I mean? It's like men, for the most part, it seems like they can go into any field and it's like, oh, that's fine. But it's like women go into a field and it's like, well, why are why are you doing this? Or yeah, there, there are chirps. You know, women get chirped in fields that yeah. untraditional. And like I've I've had this and like my job not that it's theater related but it's like uh can you actually lift that why are you lifting that like even when I was working retail I was I was selling barbecues at Canadian Tire long time ago and they were always like uh can you actually move this barbecue I'm like yes I can move like what are you talking about like I'm I'm basically built like an ox like I'm not I'm not a dainty freaking um like 
Marie Antoinette person, you know, like. But um, it's just even like, yeah, at work they'll be like, "Oh, do you do you want me to do that?" I'm like, no, no, like I can lift that box. Like I, I am perfectly capable of lifting that box. If I can't lift it, don't worry, I'll let you know and ask you to lift it for me. But like, let me try first. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> just, 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 just let me attempt. Let me make the attempt, and you know, figure it out. Um, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, where was I going with this? Wow. So, okay, okay. Sorry. So, I'm such a professional podcaster. I totally not have an ADHD. <laughs> That's okay. Sometimes thoughts wander. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like that. Um. Okay. So. I don't know if you want to actually talk about the kind of reveal that happened. Um, but what my understanding is two quite prominent and established men in the theater world um, got some pretty heavy accusations by multiple parties um, of sexual assault and like really inappropriate conduct, even with minors do you were you running in those circles uh like what what are your feelings around that and do you remember that even yeah I I definitely remember when it came out because I'm a part of a couple of local theater groups like on Facebook just to like know what's happening and like I remember when that first came out and like those like local Facebook groups were like posting about it and even like the theater company that I volunteer for was talking about it it wasn't anyone that I knew of or had ever worked with like it was not in any of my circles but even still like hearing about it like the theater community here is pretty small like we're not that big of a city yeah yeah so it's just like everybody kind of knows everybody else so just hearing about it was just like this is devastating especially it's always devastating but especially when it's like minors it's just they have even less of a voice they don't not always know what's happening they, they even know less on how to speak up or say no and it's just like it's yeah, just awful power, the power dynamic is so wild yeah exactly um, i mean this is the thing is like there's influence like people like and this is the thing with the theater is like especially when you're young there's this desire I think for most creatives who are in the field of acting or like whatever they want recognition they want to be successful and like that's a big dream and maybe that's a stepping stone you know showbiz or whatever um but I think you know part of the big me too Hollywood movement was like there's this kind of really underbelly that's toxic in the creative world not just like I'm not just like the like the Ottawa theater community but there's this toxic underbelly of like men in powerful director or uh like creative creative control positions that kind of abuse that power because these individuals want to get ahead in their creative career and it's just sad like it, it's it's sad that someone who has that power is using their power in that way right like they're using their power to take advantage of people because the people 
maybe feel like they can't say no because yeah they do want a career doing whatever it may be acting or painting or whatever like they don't want to say no to the person who's super huge in the industry it's like well i want to do this as a job maybe i'll never have a job in this field again right like that is such a huge abuse of power and it's just so frankly disgusting that it's like why <laughs> just why yeah, because i think the misconception too is like it's not just like actors like a director interviewing an actor like i'll give you the lead in the play honey no 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 it's like it's like the the like sound lead or the creative lead who's like if they shit talk you to the, their peers you will most likely not be invited to work in a space so even like the behind the scenes work that is available you can be like shunned out of by these top-notch creative leads so it's not just like they're looming and holding like you could be dorothy and wizard of oz no it's like you could have an employed career doing what you love and like that is such a big power sway especially because i feel like in a creative industry especially it is so dependent on I don't know, referrals, if that's a right word, but yeah. like getting, like having people talk you up and, oh, they were great and they've really worked well with me or whatever. Like, if you don't have that, it's a lot harder to like get get anywhere or get another show or get whatever. Like, if mm -hmm. someone's been bad talking you this whole way, who knows, like, right? Like, you might not be able to work doing what you're doing. Yeah, your your reputation is the first thing in the door. Yeah, for sure. In this industry. And the thing is, in like this creative industry, like theater, it's already pretty rough. You know? <laughs> like, this is not, um, you know, easy in some ways in that like, you know, it's a data entry job, you apply whatever there's like, there's already competition to get in. Exactly. Um, and, you know, people are preying off of that vulnerability which I think is just like horrible and uh luckily it seems like in this Ottawa theater situation people banded together and I'm not really quite aware of the consequences that happened but I do know um these two individuals that were accused have been pretty much ostracized now from the theater community yeah. which I think is the least of what could happen like oh, that's yeah. the thing it's like there's still have been no charges like no one's gone to jail no one's been fined no one's lost their job they just don't get to work in theater anymore which is bonkers to me yeah it, um, it just at a at a certain point you're like is this enough like is this being taken seriously enough mm -hmm. well that's a that, that is a great question like in your perspective, when you were noticing the conversations happening, do you think it was enough? Like, what actual actionable items did you perceive? I mean, the only thing that I specifically saw was with the theater company that I volunteer with, Orpheus. They came out with a statement being like, obviously, we condemn these actions, which I'm like, okay, that's the least you can do. But they came up with, like, actionable steps of like, okay, we're checking our sexual harassment policy. We are like updating all of these things. We are coming to look at it again. Like 
all of these sorts of things. And I'm like, okay, like seeing those actionable steps, I'm like, I am glad that it's not just like, oh, we condemn these actions and that's it. Like seeing them being like, okay, we're revisiting our policies. We're revisiting how we're going to address this if this happens in our like specific community, like all of this sort of stuff. Like at the very least, seeing someone be like, okay, we're taking these actionable items, that was... I don't know heartwarming is the right word, but just like, okay, it was a relief to see this is being taken seriously. This is not just lip service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's that's a thing too that I like the way it was handled Mm. is it wasn't just on Facebook these accusations were happening because I saw like the posts that were happening. They were shared pretty widely in the theater communities, but the theater companies themselves and even like Arts Network Ottawa, because we fund a lot of like the theater companies, right. they were like, let's talk, like, let's really bring these skeletons out of the closet and make them dance. And like, there's definitely this really vengeful part of me that's like, well, let's like Craig and make them lose their job yeah. and like prosecute them and no, 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 no. But I mean, the thing is, a lot of. <sighs> unfortunately a lot of the instances you know even in if you want to go the justice route like we know from the larger scope of these things it's not always that simple to prosecute um and you know there's there's it's it's not as cut and dry as like let's put the bad guy in jail like there's just so many barriers to entry basically like it just seems so like you said, it's just not that easy. Yeah. But I liked the way that the theater companies were like, we're going to make an official statement. Yeah. Like, this is our line in the sand and this is not cool. Because I think that's important because it's about shifting the culture mm-hmm. so that like, uh, like, I don't know, th- those who would want to commit sexual assault know like, there is a or like the organization is watching them they will be ostracized like they, there will be consequences their life will be changed um if this comes out and um you know in 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 the simplest way where they don't get to participate in something that they love in this city um because that was a thing too that really irritated me is like because we don't prosecute them the person can move yeah. and use a different do the in the theater all over again and i mean like what is really the solution is the solution to you know it like is it education empowering young creative actors to be like you know i don't kick every dude in the balls (laughs) i don't know like i just wish it's i was thinking about that i was like there's no easy answer which kind of sucks because you're like I just wish it would be like oh they can do this one thing and then it'll never happen again or like we don't have to worry about it anymore but it's like it's not it's just not that easy like I'm glad like you said that they took this stand like the theater community was like hey we're not accepting this and the fact that they didn't take it lightly because if they had taken it lightly, what's to say someone else is like, oh, well, I can just get away with it. Oh, it doesn't mean anything. Whereas like now, hopefully, people are going to think about their actions. They're going to think about what they're doing. They're going to be more careful. They're going to be more respectful. I can hope. I I can hope. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, and that's the thing is like, if there's a willingness in the culture to have the conversation, then letting people know who may might have been victims that they can come forward and like the organization will take them seriously and that there can be a conversation about it. Um, And I think it also kind of denotes like it, it, that we need to keep talking about it like we need to keep talking about consent in those circles and like I don't know play consent games and and have those discussions of like you know it's not appropriate to flirt with people who are below your power dynamic in any situation you know and it's it's not just like theater communities like I don't know if you've been following any of this YouTube drama coming up not that I want to segue completely (laughs) drama but like you know these creators are coming out of being like flirting with their fans and like i say the word flirting generously right um because you know that is inappropriate that is a super big power dynamic you shouldn't be talking flirting with underlings like wait till the show is over and then go flirt because if you're running a production like god knows i remember the high school days of drama club oh my god being like we're all just gonna date each other and cycle through as like borderline incestuous <laughs> of like dating within the friend group of drama club like oh lord running a show when bobby just broke up with jim who is now dating jill is like a little much like you're there as a professional accountants don't date each other when there's a merger happening in a big business like it's just not a good idea it's like the same idea of like it's not appropriate to like go up to someone who's at their job like at retail and like ask them out for the most part like I think that's kind of weird because they have to be there and you don't know if they're just being nice to like be nice (laughs) like because that's their job or whatever it's the same sort of thing it's like just people are going to be nice because you have to work together, right? Like you, if you're in a theater company or, you know, whatever, don't make any assumptions and be respectful. Be, use your logic. Think with your brain. Like, honestly, just think with your brain. Think with your brain. Sarah Gerard, 2020. (laughs) (laughs) That's the quote. That's the quote. Um, But yeah, totally. Like it's a professional setting. And I think that's something that people on the outside don't fully understand about theater. They're like, oh, it's fun playtime. <laughs> They're playing and putting on a show. I'm like, ma'am, this is not a puppet show in your living room with a sheet as a curtain, okay? Like, this is a very different beast that we're tackling. And, like, you know, there, there's, there's small-time theater, like, you know, kind of within the city as well. Uh, but when you think about, like, the shows at, like, NAC that have happened, like, that's next level like those are next level performances and I think even in stuff like tv I'm glad and movies that there's this push for people like I don't know what the exact term is but like intimacy coaches like basically they're there to make sure like if there is going to be a sex scene they're there to make sure everyone involved is comfortable is safe is feeling okay and I'm like we need that like we need more of that like that is a legit job and it is the least you can do on any set or in any environment to make someone feel safe at their job. Uh, yeah, totally. 
um yeah if your job is faking having sex with someone like lord almighty like i can i can barely fake having real sex with someone (laughs) um but like i remember there was a story i think it was jason moma don't quote me on this but he was doing a sex scene with an actress and i forget what movie i feel like it's scarlett johansson but maybe i'm wrong i don't know what the fuck this movie was don't quote me on the names but anyways they were filming this scene and it would like they were both naked or whatever but it's like a freezing butt fucking cold oh. studio like i don't think people realize like this is not a cozy like intimate scene there's like rigs and cameras and yeah. lights around them. it's awkward and um so they were taking a pause i think to switch the camera out or whatever and they were just letting you know of course like the man is like partially clothed right but this woman is like butt naked freezing her titties off and the male actor had to be like can someone get her like a blanket or a robe or something and like good good for him saying something like can you please keep her tits on her body because she's old and can cut glass with her nips (laughs) um but like that should have been the director that should have been someone in a position not the actor being like here you go ma'am here is your fluffy blanket like go to chapter spend the 50 dollars give the woman the fluffy blanket i just i as someone who's just like i love my friends i love my people so much i cannot understand coming out of perspective where it's like you don't want the people working for you or the people in your environment to feel safe like I don't understand that perspective and the fact that people are just like well I need to make capital a art at the cost of anything is just honestly so counterintuitive to my whole way of being that I'm just like I don't get how you can just be like oh I don't care oh well if she was freezing cold who cares we had to do it in the name of art I'm like no did you like no you didn't no no honestly this is the thing is like i love how you said capital a art because that is totally a thing that like like there can be a lot of ego in art and in creative projects um but that shit has got to stop because the art that we're creating can't crush the people we are employing to create it like how is someone supposed to deliver a quality performance or like a a quality work whatever they're doing if they're scared shitless that's the thing like i'm like if they're feeling unsafe if they're freezing cold if the working conditions are not good how are they gonna do their job which is acting like how are they gonna give a good performance if they feel like absolute shit like they can't there's no way yeah yeah so i mean i definitely think like we're not gonna solve the world problems in a 30-minute podcast unfortunately as much as i wish i we know could. i wish um but i do think it is important to keep continuing the conversation about like how do we keep our communities free of toxic bullshit that is sexual assault and manipulation and i think definitely part of that like I feel like continuing consent conversations with youth um and also making sure like sexual harassment trainings happen um but I also think there should kind of be a designated person in theater productions like almost like a wellness person or like that intimacy coach you were talking about I really like that 
um, of just like having that person check in with individuals. Yeah, absolutely. Intervals because, you know, you really only check in broadly with everyone, but I think because we know this is like a really ingrained problem, I think we have to do more to safeguard it from happening, especially if there are minors involved and on the set. Absolutely. I think, like you said, education is so important, keeping that education going, keeping that talk going, and then also making sure that it's not just a one-off talk and not just so, okay, we're going to talk about the policies this one time, but making sure you are following through with those action plans that you came up with and making sure that you check in with the people on set genuinely and not just be like, oh, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. Like genuinely have those conversations with people. Yeah, for sure. I really think that is a huge deal. And I mean, it's up to us as consumers of theater and participants and volunteers who exist in those spaces. We really have to advocate for the organization to continue doing those things because I really feel like the conversation of SA can really fly under the radar because it's uncomfortable. And I mean, it's, it's triggering hearing about it, but I think it also triggers typically a lot of men who feel like attacked that we're calling them like enemies, which is not the case because like, I love me men. I love, they smell good. They're pretty. Um, (laughs) They can open jars really good. No, Um, you know, like they're, you know, we're all people at the end of the day and there's value to each and every individual. However, um, when there's this level of manipulation that's toxic across the board, you know, there is, we're disservicing men by thinking that this is okay and robbing them of a chance of real connection if they think this is how you get attention and recognition. Yeah, like if they think, oh, this is the only way for me to be as a person, right? Like it it gives a very bad, I don't know, role model, but it just like, it does not give you a good perspective of how to be as how to be as a person. Like if that's all you see, then where are you going to go, right? Like how are you going to act? Yeah, I sincerely doubt you will ever feel fulfilled if the way you're pursuing partners is through manipulation and extortion. Absolutely. Like, as a person, there's no way. And that's what, like, is also, like, it's doubly sad about it because these people are creating a victim out of someone and then the abuser is really robbing themselves of the opportunity for a genuine connection, but also kind of like really squashing their humanity, which is just not healthy. Um, so I think I always think about that. I'm like, that's, that's, that's also sad is that you have this person thinking that they can only get what they want through these means. And uh, that's not cool. It's just, yeah, it's just bad for everyone involved. Like it sucks that someone thinks that that is the only way they can be or like you said to get attention and it sucks for the person who has to go through this who maybe doesn't know how to say no or doesn't know how to like 
advocate for themselves like that is not an easy thing to do and i think that it's it's hard for everyone involved yeah yeah it's just it's just it's a soulless interaction and i really think that's part of you know what we want to endeavor in in the communities that we create like last episode we were talking about the joyfulness of collaborating creatively and having those communities and how powerful those can be and that's what we want to emphasize not having these kind of this this underbelly of where we're fostering disconnection and fear in creative communities that can't be the goal no absolutely the goal is always like i said to make people feel safe to make people feel like they can create whatever they want to create and to make people just like like you said have those joyful experiences of like collaborating with other people and just making art whatever that means for them like there should be joy from that and not disgust and fear yeah and like shame for fucking years like no 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 bad that's a good conclusion more joy more connection more creation no or less shame fear manipulation please and thank 100%. you 100% <laughs> so uh, listeners if you're here and you've made it this long please consider uh you know inquiring to your local theater companies about their sexual harassment policies and what they are doing to create um safe spaces for all individuals involved in the theater company because it is up to us as individuals to create the world we want to see. And I don't know about you, but I want to see some really cool plays where I know that the people feel loved and supported and saved. And thank you again, Sarah, for joining on this topic. Thank you. I know it's a little heavy, but um, I really love hearing your perspective. Yeah, I think it's important to talk about. And uh, I was happy to talk about it. Yeah, well, you're wonderful. You guys can find Sarah's links in the Jubilee Do. Um, you can hit her up on social medias with our respect and love. And again, thank you guys for tuning in and listening to this episode. Peace and love. Bye.